You're listening to a message from Canby Foursquare Church in Canby, Oregon. We pray that this message will be an encouragement to you. Visit canbyfoursquare.com to learn more. Um, this series that we're in is This is Jesus. And what I get to talk about this morning is hope, the hope we have in Jesus. And I don't know about you, but every day I am so, so thankful that Jesus gives me hope because I make mistakes. I don't always remember the grace and the forgiveness that God has for me. And, you know, we are just broken people, and we need hope, and it's something that we find in Jesus Christ. We finished a series just recently, This Is Us, and he knows us. He knows our brokenness. He knows our history. He knows the things that we do well and the things that we don't do well. And Jesus is enough. This morning, with hope, we have to keep the main thing the main thing, that we can't manufacture hope on our own. We can't fix our lives on our own, but we can fix it through Jesus Christ. And so we want to keep the main thing the main thing. About five years ago, we, um, our family found ourselves in a really place of brokenness, and it was such a time that um, we were heartbroken parents, we were heartbroken spouses, and we were heartbroken pastors. We were dealing with an addiction, and we were in recovery for that, and it was just a time in our life that we needed hope more than any other time in our life, and it seemed to be hard to find at times. I had this picture in my mind of what we were going through. I really felt like the Lord gave it to me just to give me clarity of where we were. We, um, the picture is that we were taken into triage. And triage is a place where they take people to assess their damage, to find out the best course of action for survival. And I felt like we were barely hanging on. And so we were brought into triage, and there were people around us who were caring for us, who were assessing our damage and making decisions to help us survive. But then there were others in the room who were standing back, and they were just looking. They had clipboards in their hands, and they were just watching the clock, and they were waiting to write down time of death. And I thought, Lord, you are our hope. And maybe you're that person this morning that who's, who's with the clipboard, writing, waiting to write down your own demise. That Jesus is our hope. You don't have to give up. That he makes a way in every single situation. He has grace for us. He has forgiveness for us. He has a way for us. Our condition is never hopeless with, um, when we know Jesus, when we press into Jesus, when we lean on Jesus. We're never a disappointment to him. And Jesus never disappoints us. He doesn't. I've been through so many things in my life, and I, I'm here to tell you, he does not disappoint. He is our hope. His love for us never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. That is Jesus. This is Jesus. He is our hope. This morning, I want to begin this message by reading out of Romans chapter 5, 
verses 1 through 6. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. And, it's, and so you can read with me. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to the sharing of God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are Um, that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came in just the right time and died for us sinners. I was also looking in the message, and I was reading through that, and I want to share with you what it says in verse 6. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't, and he doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial uh, death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. That's why we need Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is our hope, and he doesn't disappoint. The bottom line today is that we, we go through things, we have problems, we have trials in our lives, and with Jesus, when we press into Jesus, it builds endurance, and so the bottom line is that we press in, and we find endurance through, and that it develops character, character in us, and the strength of character builds confidence in our hope of who Jesus Christ is. The more your faith grows and the more you press into knowing Jesus, the more you understand the hope we have in Jesus. Hope begins when when we start saying yes. When we say yes to those things instead of running away or retreating or backing off and, and trying to distract ourselves with other things. But when we come up to things and we push through and we say yes to things, that's when we understand the hope we have in Jesus. We build strong spiritual muscles. When there's AKA opportunities, which are actually challenges most of the time, Uh, we step forward and we lean into growing. I want to share with you, you're probably wondering what this stuff is up here. I want to share with you a challenge that I took on this last year. It actually started a year ago, 2016, in August. Ron and I were asked to um, come and be guest speakers, invited to be guest speakers at a young pastor's family camp in Washington. They asked if we would come and basically... Um, just let these pastors know what they shouldn't do, the mistakes you made, and then um, <laughs> and let them, you know, tell them what they should do and not to avoid things to avoid and not to avoid ways that um, they, you know, they can be successful in their ministry. And uh, so, as humbling as that was. <laughs> And we never waste our stories because our stories are meant to encourage others and give God glory. And certainly our story has that we said yes. We said yes. We'll come and we'll share with, 
with these pastors, the things with that they shouldn't do that we did and things they should do that we didn't do. And so while at this retreat, though, I met this one um, pastor's wife, a young pastor's wife who was from the Tri-Cities, and um, she was telling me all about these hikes that she was had taken and, and just all these adventures, and she was very athletic, and she was very enthusiastic, and I was just pulled into it. It was like, oh, wow, that, that's amazing. That's great. And so I very naively said to her, Laura, if I ever, if, if I ever get an opportunity to take a hike with you, I'd love to do that. And so... Like I said, I was very naive in saying that. And so months passed, and and then I got this uh, message from her, and she said, Annette, I'm arranging this hike in the Enchantments, and I'm putting together some teams, and we're going to hike on August 1st of this year, 2017, and I'd like to have you be part of one of the teams. And so... The enchantments, I don't know. How many of you know where the enchantments were, are? Okay, yeah, Ron. Um, <laughs> I had never heard of the enchantments just like you. They're in the Rainier Forest, and if you've ever been to Leavenworth, all those mountains that are surrounding Leavenworth, those are called the enchantments, and it's for a very good reason. It is amazing. And so um, while, you know, so she was... Uh, organizing this hike, but it was also a fundraiser. It was for awareness and raising funds for human trafficking. And so, I mean, your first response is, who wouldn't want to be part of that? Who wouldn't want to raise funds and awareness for human trafficking? But my big question was, was I up to the challenge? Could I really do this? The requirement um, was that I had to commit to, this was like 10 months before the hike, the requirement was that I had to commit to endurance training on my own, Um, just kind of weightlifting and running and all those kinds of things. And then I had to also commit to doing 10 hikes prior to the hike in the enchantments, and they had to be recorded, GPS, and sent as accountability to show that we were actually getting ready for the hike. And like I said, I had never heard of the enchantments, but... um, And then the other thing is... I have always been fairly active in my life, but I've never gone on a serious hike before. But I was in a place when she asked me, I was feeling like many of us do, like, I need a physical challenge. I need to be pushed. I'm getting lazy, and I need to have a challenge in my life. But I also felt like I needed to have a challenge, body, soul, and spirit. I needed to be pushed. I needed to to um, just dig deeper. And so after talking with Ron and, and agreeing that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take the hike. And it was August 1st of this year. But this is what I discovered by saying yes. Um, first of all, don't miss opportunities. Saying yes is really the beginning. The other thing that I discovered was how much I needed other people to help me prepare for this. I didn't have all this stuff. I didn't have a backpack that was good enough to hike with. I didn't have boots. I didn't have poles. I didn't have the hydration things. I didn't know, you know, that I needed all these kinds of things. And um, so I 
needed people to kind of come alongside me and, and teach me how to do this, people who had experience doing this. And I also needed people to help me face my own fears and weaknesses. And I, I needed to reach out for support. I needed that. I needed that humility, and I needed that part of growth in me. So I discovered that along the way. The prep for the hike was um, just so rewarding, I have to say. it was. We hiked all the trails around here. We went into the gorge, which was, and this is Silver Creek Falls, and we did all these different hikes, and it was just beautiful. And I, I had friends who went along with me, Joy, Joy Struby and Katie Palatier and Leslie Yoder. They gave up their Mondays to go all over the place to, in order for me to get the miles in and the elevation in. Each hike was harder than the last one. And so we we'd set out on Monday, and we would go hiking, and um, we would find these wonderful places. And it was just so encouraging. We had the best talks, and we gave encouragement to one another as we were going. In these hikes, we shared our stories, and we just encouraged each other. And I realized that that the journey was just as important as the final destination. Now, there was one part that... um, that wasn't as fun, and, and all, not all endurance training is fun and exciting. There was one day, one hike, that no one was available to go with me, and I'm not going to go into the wilderness by myself, so I had to figure out how to get the miles in and how to get the elevation in. So I went to Oregon City, and I was hiking up all the hills, up and down all the hills, and then I went to the Oregon City Stairs, and I hiked those stairs 16 times that day. And, um, and I finally got the miles and the elevation in. But it's not always fun. Endurance training isn't always the best. And so I did have a strategy, though. And I shared and laughed with the girls as we were going. I said, I am not going to be the one in this group that is going to be helicoptered off the mountain. I am not going to be that person. So I said, I have a strategy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to imagine that my family is stranded in the wilderness and I have to hike back to civilization in order to save their life. That will be my motivation. I will get back and I will do it. So uh, we did all this training and finally the day of the hike arrived. And so Ron and I drove to Leavenworth, and, and we were um, all checked in, and, and the day arrived, and we started off very, very early in the morning. And so we, were, we started the hike in the dark, and we had headlight lamps on um, in order to light the way and to go on the hike. And what I realized that morning was um, I got there. I didn't know any of those girls. Um, They had all come from the Tri-City area. They had all trained together. They had all hiked together. And I felt very alone. And it was a... I didn't expect that. Um, I was anxious. I mean, there was that anxiety. It's like, oh my gosh, I hope I can do this. And... um, But I felt really alone that morning. And I didn't know them except for Laura. And then I also... And I felt very vulnerable 
and I felt kind of old because all of them were in their 20s and 30s. And so I was just like, oh man, do I really belong here? But it wasn't long before um, I really began to feel apart and like I belonged. We got to connect with each other. And whenever you engage in something like that, you do. It, it might take a little bit of time, but I felt connected and I felt like I belonged to this team. The first six miles of the hike was, and I knew this going into it, was the hardest. Um, there was a six-mile uh, stretch at the very beginning of the hike that was a 6,000-foot elevation gain. And so much of that gain was in the Asgard Pass, which is only three-quarters of a mile, and it's a 2,200 elevation gain. And in three-quarters of a mile, it took us three hours to go three-quarters of a mile. It was that difficult. And it was mostly boulders, and so the path was marked by Karens. This is a Karen. And um, so it was difficult. It was really, really difficult. It was so hard. I, it was harder than anything I'd ever done physically. And, and I kept thinking when we were going up this pass, I, I kept thinking, I'm not prepared for this. Our, our tra my training hikes are like walking around Wake Park compared to this. I mean, it was just like, I am, this, the training hikes didn't really prepare me for this. I had no idea it was going to be this hard. And there was one girl um, who was the next oldest. She was all of 38 years old. And so <laughs> her and I were hiking the Asgard Pass together. We were kind of the, there were only eight in our group. And uh, her and I were going up this together and encouraging one another. And we were saying, oh, my God. Oh Jesus, help us! <laughs> Lord, have mercy! I mean, it was it was. We laughed. We told our stories. We encouraged each, each other. We talked about Jesus. It was great, and that's one of those benefits of saying yes. I would have never known her, her had I not said yes. Her name's Amanda, and um, this is a picture of, of Amanda and I. It's kind of funny because as we were all going up Asgard Pass and we were all nice Christian girls, we kept saying, this is kicking our Asgard. This is so hard. It is so hard. But, oh, the accomplishment when we got to the top, the view, and the majesty of God's creation. It was amazing. I mean, it was this newfound praise of God and his his creativities and and just the beauty the view the mountain goats all of that it was an amazing hike it was so beautiful and the only way into it was through hiking you can't drive there the I mean you could probably you know the helicopter would be the next thing but um it was there were lakes these hidden lakes and um streams and fresh water and and it was just amazing it was truly beautiful it was truly the enchantments the hike was almost 24 miles and we did it all in one day and so you can imagine the first six miles it's like oh now we only have 17 18 miles to go and so it was so hard it's like how are we gonna make it and we reached um the end of our trail at 8 that night. And it took us about 15 hours to do this. 
Well, three miles from the end of the trail, we um, were hiking down, and there was this fresh pile of bear scat right in the middle of the path. And we all carried bear spray, and I hoped, I looked at it, it's like, okay, how do I use this? And, and I hope I can. And I really hoped I wouldn't have to use it. But um, there was a young mom who was right in front of me, and she says, oh, no, I just put my, I, my bear spray is put away. And uh, so, but we were all clanking our poles together and making noise, and, and um, we were too tired, and we were thought, oh, you know, this better work because we're too tired to do anything else. And, but I made sure I had my bear spray ready. And so it was, we made it down. It was great. I was starving. I text Ron. As soon as we had cell service, I said, go get me a hamburger and fries. I'm coming back. <laughs> I am so hungry. And so, um, but as I, but as I was on this hike, I mean, even in the middle of it, I, I kept thinking, this is so much like our journey with Jesus. It is so much like um, that journey that he asks us to go on that builds spiritual muscles and, and to build our faith in who Jesus is and the hope that he has for us. The more we know and understand who Jesus is, the more we understand the hope we have in Jesus. I love that new song we sang this morning. It says, for every fear, there's an empty grave. For every fear, there's an empty grave. I don't know what you're fearing today. I don't know what you're facing today, but I know in a room this size, there are many here that need to hear that Jesus is enough. He's enough. He's our hope. He is hope. Romans 5 tells us that endurance builds um, strength of character, and strength of character builds confidence in our hope of who Jesus Christ is. Our faith grows through challenges and pre- pressing in. When we lean in to those problems, when we lean into those fears, when we lean into those disappointments, lean into life groups, when we lean into small groups and recovery groups and Bible studies, when we lean in, we find that strength that comes from them. You know, the corporate world, the professional world really understands this as well. <clears throat> There's a trend that has begun and it's growing and in that these professionals understand the power of small groups, of getting together and leaning in, and and they're called lean-in circles. The first time I heard about them was at the Global Leadership Conference that our staff went to, and um, it was, the speaker was Sheryl Sandberg, who is the COO of Facebook, and she she developed these, she created this network, and there's over 34,000 professionals in 150 countries that are part of them. LeanInCircle.org um, website says this. Lean in circles are small groups that meet regularly to learn and grow together, and they're changing lives. Men and women are asking for more, stepping outside their comfort zones and leaning in. You have an opportunity to lean in right here, right now. Dig deep, reach higher. Climb the mountaintops and see the view from the top. See the promises God has for you to grow together, to get support, and to give support. Sometimes we go to things like this and we need support, but we don't realize who, 
who we are to someone else and how we give support to others. And just like the experience I had this, this summer, um, it, it starts by saying yes. Anytime we say yes, you experience something that will challenge you to grow. Now, we all know that we need to have realistic um, expectations, though, right? When we lean in and when we want to reach high and climb the mountains, we have to have those realistic, true expectations, and we need to do it for the right reasons, too. And I want to share with you a few unrealistic expectations. One is every small group you'll love. You'll love everything about it. It's not true. It's not true. You won't. And, and so I would say this, recognize what God is doing in you through an uncomfortable group or what you may think is an ill-fitted group. This is usually the best opportunities to grow as a follower of Jesus. So don't give up. Keep going. And when you're finished with that group, join another group. Be part of another group because every group has a different dynamic and chemistry and and you'll find one that really fits. Another unrealistic expectation or an expectation that maybe is not for the right reasons is you probably won't meet the love of your life in that small group. If you're looking for one, you may not meet that that person in the small group, but you might, but that's not a good reason to join a small group. Another one is that you go to a small group and you basically said, say, I did it, I get it, I've accomplished it, it's done. No, we keep going. We keep challenging ourselves in different ways with different people. One expectation I had when I um, said yes to this hike, I thought, And it wasn't for the right reasons, as I realized. And it was probably just as well, because I didn't meet it. Um, I thought, you know, like I said, I was kind of getting lazy and soft and all that. And I thought, okay, this hike, I'm going to lose weight. I am going to lose weight on this hike. And so um, I thought, well, I brought something here, because I wanted to show you as an illustration. This is a half a pound of dark chocolate espresso beans. This is not how much I lost. I didn't lose even a half a pound on this hike. It's probably because I like these. But, um, but you have to do things for the right reasons. Know your heart condition and go in it expecting more than you can expect as I did because I didn't go into it as a weight management program. I went in it and I grew so much more and received so much more than that. Now, there are some ex- expectations that you can count on. You, can, you will grow. You will grow when you lean in. Whatever God is asking you to do, whatever opportunity is before you, you will grow. You will be challenged. You can count on that. You will meet new people, and you'll build relationships and friendships. Another expectation is you may start off feeling very alone and unknown, as I did. When I met up with those girls at the trailhead, I thought, man, I just feel so alone. I don't know these people. And it wasn't long before I did. And another is you can expect unexpected beauty in going in relationships, 
in your relationship with Jesus, you will experience these unexpected, beautiful things that will happen in your life. You will discover who God is and grow in the knowledge of Jesus' love and his power for us. There will be times that you will get your ass guard kicked. You will, because you will have to confront um, those things in your life, the realities of brokenness, the the realities of your messiness in your life, and discover the hope you have in Jesus. Those are opportunities, and it's not easy. But you'll discover how Jesus restores you. You'll You'll discover how he redeems he recovers you, he re- and then you can rejoice in that. Those are things you can expect. It won't be easy, but it will be very rewarding when you keep going. <clears throat> the other thing that you can expect as we lean in and we reach higher and we say, we want to know you more, Jesus, is scat happens. Bears are out there, and there's safety in numbers, and that's why we need each other. There's safety in others. Let others around you rally around you and clank your poles together. You need each other. They need you. On our hike, there were sprained ankles and broken wrists, and while serving Jesus is not just butterflies and daisies, um, it produces in us a perseverance. Romans 5.3 said, We also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. If you were to ask those girls would they do it again, they would say absolutely yes. Somewhere early on in the hike, I thought, I did not train hard enough for this. But guess what? I finished. I finished, and our group of eight finished in the best time. Of, there were four different groups of eight. And we raised $21,000 for human trafficking to build safe houses for human trafficking. <laughs> that comes from leaning in and saying yes. We're building spiritual muscles, and, when, and we build them so that we're ready, we're strong, and we're ready when called on. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says... Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. You know, this can be intimidating because we think we know we need to know all of this from cover to cover and we need to know it well. But you know, what God does in you is enough when you press in. Build spiritual muscles to be stronger and ready. And when you lean in and say yes, there are people who went before you, and they built the Karens for you. And there were people who went before us on this trail, and they built these Karens for us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers have blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Strap down, strip down, start running, and never quit. There are people who have gone before you. There's people who have gone before me, who've made a way for me. I remember seeing these Karens, and um, I had no idea what they were. And I, 
honestly, I thought, what kind of weird idol worship is that? And, you know, when I saw them years ago in people's yards or on the riverbank and things like that. But actually, Karens are markers. They show us the way. They're trail markers. It's very reassuring that when you're on a journey, when you're on an uphill climb, when you're in this place of life that you need hope and you're pressing in instead of retreating, that there's people who have gone before you, that they've built Karens for you to show you the way, to remind you that they've been on this path before you. They have marked the best route for you. They are mentors and teachers and friends who have climbed the mountains before you. They get, they get it. They get the sore muscles. They get the fear. They understand the challenges. They understand the intimidating challenges that lie ahead of us. And they understand the discouragement. But they've been there and they've done that. And they are the ones who will speak hope into your life. They've built the Karens for those coming along after them. And so what's cool is that when we say yes, when we lean in, we get to have the opportunity to put our rock on top of a Karen. We get to say, we've been here. We've done this. I'll show you the way. I'm coming alongside you. Not only have I come alongside you, I've been on this path before. I understand it. And I understand, and I'm here to tell you, that you have hope in Jesus Christ. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ, it's undeniable. He's here for us. He loves us. He's made a way for us. And we just need to take a hold of it. Lean in. Reach, reach high. Dig deep. And take on the challenges that um, you can be part of right here in learning and growing. I want to pray with you this morning, and um, I want to first, if, if we could just, one of the things I'm going to ask, because I really want to pray for those who need hope this morning. And so with our, you know, if, we, if, we, if you would just pray with me, that we'd bow our heads, close our eyes, so that you really have this opportunity to, to respond in your place of need right now, in your place of where you are, and you need hope in a place in your life. I don't know if it's financial. I don't know if it's relational. I don't know if it's physical. It's probably all the above. And there's more, the fears that we have. And you, and you look at that, and you're in that triage room, and somebody or even yourself is waiting to record time of death. If you're here this morning and you need hope, would you raise your hand as a way of saying, I believe, I believe God has made a way for me. Yeah, there's many hands up. So I want to pray for you this morning because I'm here to tell you Jesus is our hope. He makes a way for us. Father, we pray right now, Jesus, for you to reveal yourself in these people's life, whatever it is that they're facing that seems so hopeless, Father. Let them see you. There's hope in you. There's a way of salvation in you. There's recovery in you. Father, you are good and you love us and your love never fails. Father, let there be a spring of hope that rises up in the hearts this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, we also pray that 
for us who need to just say yes, stepping into challenges, stepping into uh, growth groups, whether it's life groups, recovery groups, Bible studies, finding a mentor, coming alongside someone else, Lord. Father, we pray that you would give us that courage and give, give us eyes to see. We thank you, Jesus, because you're such a good, good God. In your precious name, amen. Thank you for listening. Please let us know if you have questions or would like us to pray with you. You can contact the church office most weekdays at 503-266-4444 and anytime through canbefoursquare.com.